How was Moscow? Oh yeah, uh, it was it was interesting. You know, like it was weird because like you know it was like a lot of regular people were there, and uh, it wasn't just like metalheads, which is something I'm not used to. You know, like you know we play, we've all played festivals like Roadburn and MDF and uh, you know like Hyperfest, and it's all like kind of the same type of person. But this one has like uh, like what you would think of as like a festival crowd, like dudes with like, you know multicolor afros and like you know everyone's like really into like electronic music i mean it was cool but it was uh interesting you know like paul mccartney played you know and what? paul mccartney wow. was like one of the headliners played for like three hours holy shit yeah the day you guys played or no the same day we played did you see him no i i was like there was a hundred and twenty thousand people there dude so like after we were done playing, I just um, just cooled out in like the, the the area where they have like the catering and drank coffee and like hung out. I was exhausted by the time all that stuff happened. And uh, I bet man, it was like a flying date. Yeah, you know, and it was like it was in the middle of a heat wave in Denmark too. And um, oh really? Yeah, it was like super sunny and you know it was very hot and and just you know not the sleeping and the hours and everything just being kind of off. You know, like, uh, I, you can hear him. You can hear Paul McCartney play, but it was like... You know, Crazy, you, dude. Yeah. You know, Nicki Minaj played. <laughs> what? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, But, you know, the stage we played was like Death Heaven and... and uh, Right, Death you know, Heaven, I saw that. Fucking... Lamb, Lamb of God. They didn't play the same stage. They played a different day that we played. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, it was cool. It was interesting. Um... You know, I, I kind of like that going out to Denmark kind of took me out of my game for like the last few days, and like I don't know, I'm like, uh, you know, today today I'm like a little tired, kind of weird, you know. But uh, but yeah, it was it was good times, man. It was, it was fun. I don't have any oh, crazy. Training, uh, sorry, what? I don't have any crazy stories or anything like that. Nothing, <laughs> you know. And you're training for a fight now. Yes, I am. Yeah, there's a fight actually on, on the same day as this uh, UFC 189, <laughs> but mine's in the afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Saturday. Which card is that? That's the fo- the one we're going to talk about tonight. Do Con- you have a fight? I have a fight on Saturday, which is the same day Holy as a Conor shit, McGregor dude. fight. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I just found out about it like two day- two weeks prior, because I signed up to do it like a month ago or over yeah. a month ago. You know, Coban was like, oh, no, you know, it's, uh, we don't have a slot, you know, like, we'll, we're having another, there's going to be another one in October, you could fight on that card. And then, like, two weeks ago, I was training, and uh, they're like, one of the instructors is like, oh, Mike, so you, you, know, you ready for your fight? You, you know, how you feel? You, you, I'm like, yeah, it's in October. It's like, no, it's not. Your name's on the fucking, uh, the list. You have an opponent, and it's posted in the locker room. And I'm like, oh shit! So like, I checked it out. So I just been grinding for like the last two weeks, like just going yeah. really, going really hard. And uh, you know, just the fly in, fly out. The last few days kind of threw me off a little bit. And today, for sure, man. Before you know, before we did this, I was um, yeah, I was training a little bit. Kind of, it was good. It was good. I feel, I feel good today, right now. And tomorrow, sure. I probably got like one more day. Like tomorrow, I'm gonna spar, and then uh, you know, do some cardio, and then. Uh, Thursday and Friday, I was just going to go light, like hit pads. And then, uh, you know, Saturday afternoon, 
we got to fight. You know? Holy shit, dude! Oh, it's in the afternoon. Yeah, it's it's from noon to noon to five. It's like a five hour like smoker. So yeah, there's like awesome, twelve there's like twelve fights. So it should be cool. Dude, good luck. That's fucking awesome, oh, thank man. You. Thank First you. fight. Holy shit, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it should be a good That's time, awesome. man. You know, we'll see how, how see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely. Uh, I wish I had more time to get. Like, I wish I had like f- four to six weeks to really focus on it. That's what I was planning to do. But apparently, someone dropped out, and that's why Coban put me in. So, you know, it was kind of like last minute, two week notice, just like Chad Mendez, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're just like Chad Mendez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So this weekend is the, the the big card that everyone's been talking about all this all this last. Uh, yeah. You know, the fucking UFC 189. Uh, There's three fucking cards in a week span. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. But uh, before we get going, man, uh, just want to let you know that since I know you're a coffee fan. That Savage Gold Coffee is celebrating its first year of being in business this month. Awesome, dude. Congrats. Yeah. And, um, and uh, to celebrate the first year of being in business, I'm offering up a uh, discount code of 20% off on anything that's on the website. You just go to the store and you plug in year one 2015 and you get a 20% discount. So, um, you know, like to thank everybody. Oh, I got to shut my doors. All right, dude. Yeah, I just want to thank everyone out there who uh, has uh, supported the, the company. I appreciate that. And uh, as a token of my appreciation, I'd just like to offer this 20% discount code out to everybody. So, um, so yeah. So, you want to get started on this card? Actually, you were saying that you're not going to be around next week. And also, the Frank Mir uh, Duffy uh, card is a pretty, pretty radical uh, fight card, too. So, we can kind of like gang them both together. Yeah, definitely, and I don't know shit about it, but there's uh, the Ultimate Fighter season finale too. Yeah, I um, I've been sort of watching that, and none of the guys' names is really sticking out in my head. But all I know is uh, American Top Team has only won two fights, I believe, and the Black Zillions have almost, almost swept them. So it should be interesting. You know, it's kind of a weird take on it this year. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's two gyms fighting each other, you know, and uh, which is not really such an odd idea if you think about it, because anyone who's uh, familiar with boxing and Muay Thai, stuff like that happens all the time. They call them smokers where you, you fight another gym, basically. Yep. So that's basically what this uh, this uh, UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter season is basically one prolonged smoker of two schools rivaling each other and putting guys up against each other in a tournament sort of so it's kind of interesting but yeah i mean uh it sounds like a great idea and maybe it had some interesting fights but i'm just so done with the ultimate fighter yeah it's ridiculous i hear you man i uh you know since i got this dvr (laughs) you know i've been going nuts dvring stuff so that's something i just you know dvr and and, and, you know, I'll watch it. I got, you know, it's cool. The episodes are like, when you break them down without the commercials, they're like 45 minutes long. And, you know, it's every now and then I don't feel like reading. I just want to veg, especially like after a night of training or something like that. I just like take a shower, 
have like a cold drink and I just like you know watch like Ultimate Fighter or something, you know. Definitely, I, I uh, that's probably a wiser choice than myself who tried to watch the latest Transformers movie yesterday <laughs> with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Oh man, and it's like three hours long. Oh really? It's three <laughs> hours long. Yeah, it's insane. There's I'm um. Like, why? Do you have HBO Go or anything like that? No. Oh, dude, there's this movie called John Wick that everyone keeps telling me about, which is um, Keanu Reeves, and there's all these like uh, celebrity um, cameos in it, and it's hmm. it's kind of it's like this over the top like action adventure movie. So um. I think after we wrap this up tonight, I might watch that. It's on HBO Go or HBO. Nice. Rather. So I'm gonna check that out. But uh, yeah, if you get yeah, a chance, yeah, I finished the last 30 minutes of Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> That's your goal, huh? I uh, yeah, you know, I tried watching this other movie the other day. Like same thing, man. Get home, burnt out. Just want to watch something stupid. Try watching this Underworld movie. Oh, it was horrible. I couldn't even get through like 15 minutes. I was like, I gotta stop. This is really bad. The acting was bad. Everything. Some of the Underworld movies I like a lot, actually. And we're talking about the the vampire werewolf. Yeah. With uh, what's her name in it? Um, Kate Beckinsale. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Is she in this one that you're watching? Yep, she's in it. I think she's got to be in all of them. Yeah, I won't watch it unless she's in it. <laughs> but uh, so it's not good, huh? You don't like it. No, it's really bad, man. It's really bad. You know what I do like that you turn me on to, man, is that uh, that Satyricon um, live with the opera. I, I downloaded that on your recommendation and um, rocked Shit it. Shit is so good. Yeah, dude, I rocked it over the weekend, like on the flights and, you know, just chilling out and stuff. It was cool. I really enjoyed it. The energy is so awesome, actually. I, I listened to... Uh satiricon album the age of nero today yeah and i was like man i enjoy the live versions better like satir's energy is off the charts man he's just yelling and you know <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah it's it was cool man i mean i've been i've listened to it about three or four times since uh since i since i picked it up all right man so Definitely you want to get into these fights yeah want... man let's hit it all right cool so um for me, I think I, if, if, you're, if you're cool with it, you want to start at the Fox Sports prelims because I don't really know anybody on the other prelims. Well, uh, what's the first fight on that? It's uh, Cody Garbrand, Garbrand uh, versus Henry Briones. Now, I've, watched, I've seen Cody uh, Garbrand fight before. I think he's a Team Alpha Male guy, I believe. Sort of oh, like, I think you're right. Yeah, boxing, like really crisp boxing, very good striking. And I think I watched his debut a few months ago, and uh, I was pretty impressed by the guy. You know, so I'm like definitely stoked for this fight. Yeah, he beat Marcus Brimage, which uh, yep. is a great win. Yeah, for a new cat like him, definitely. Yeah, I mean, Brimage has been looking really good at uh, 135, and... Uh, Henry Briones, uh, I think this guy must have been fighting in like jungle fight or something. Yeah. I didn't know anybody he he had fought and beat. So he's nineteen and four, but I have no idea what that competition level is. And I do know who Brimage is, and he's been a yeah. solid fighter in the UFC. So I think this is going to be a showcase for Garbrandt. 
Yeah, it's like I get the sense that they're trying to, um, you know, kind of groom him a little bit. Like he's on a good team. You know, he's got good coaches. He's got a lot of talent. And they're, you know, trying to, like, bring him along. But, I mean, you know, for what it's worth, the other, his opponent, Henry Briones, Briones, has a good record, you know. Certainly. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, for me, just because um, I was so impressed by his striking, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, Garbrandt to win this one by by uh, Me too. TKO possibly. Your man's up next, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Conor Conor McGregor's, uh, you know, his his stepchild, his bodyguard, Cathal Pendred versus uh, John Howard. Now, Cathal technically is undefeated, right? But his last two fights were kind of, uh, I would say, to be at the very least controversial. I, I kind of feel like he lost his last two fights. You know, that the, last one was just atrocious. Well, it sucked. It was like, <laughs> that one was like the worst display of martial arts skills that I've, I've seen from people who actually should be at an elite level. You know, like I'm not saying, I, you know, I'm not trying to. I'm, not, I'm trying to be realistic about this. I mean, these guys are fighting in, you know, the top organization for MMA. So their their skill level should be extremely high. And I just don't feel like Cathal Pendred is of the same caliber as some of the other guys that are fighting in the UFC. You know, and, and you know, and, and I don't know. That, that fight sucked. It was boring. It looked like those both... I mean, I know they were fighting at, at, at altitude, but... They just looked tired, and I don't know. I just wasn't into it. And then his fight with uh, was name Sean Spencer in Boston. I think Spencer beat him. Honestly, you know that decision. That's the thing. Cathal oh, yeah. Pendred, he's a, he's a decision guy. You know, he's not. He, I think he's got like one submission maybe, and like, I don't think he has any KOs. So, you know, most likely he's going to get a, get a decision on this because I, I think that. Um, John Howard, I believe, is on uh, like a losing streak right now. <laughs> he just lost to Lorenz Larkin by TKO. Yeah, Brian. He Brian Ebersol beat him. Yeah, um, Brian Ebersol beat him. I mean, you know, he beat uh, Uriah Hall in uh, another very typical Uriah Hall fight, where he just underperforms, doesn't attack, seems like he doesn't want to hurt the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, John Howard's a solid. I don't think I call him journeyman at this point, uh, but you know he's a solid fighter. I don't know if he's still over with uh, Delagradi at Sitiotong, but uh, he has good takedown defense. I think Cathal. I mean, if we're talking about Ebersol being able to beat Howard, I think that Cathal should be able to beat him too. But it's going to be such another ugly, boring fight. Yeah. Um, it's like they're sort of just trying to hand Howard walking papers. And that's what Pendred's probably going to be moving forward is just like a brick wall. And it's like, if you can't climb this, what's the point of you being in the UFC? Yeah. You know? That's kind of the feeling I have, too. I kind of feel like it, this is, this is um, he's one of the guys who I feel like his job is on the line right now. And Cathal could use another win, you know, in his fucking undefeated record, quote unquote. And uh, this is just like the death knell for John Howard. You know, if he loses to Cathal Bendred, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll KO, KO him. I don't know. Maybe like he'll get a, a knee or throw a knee when he goes in for a takedown and knock him out or something. 
you know, we'll see. But I'm, I'm going to, nice. I think the safe bet is that uh, Pendrit's going to prevail by a decision in this one. He's going to blanket the fuck out of him. Yeah. You know, lay on him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that every other welterweight on this card could probably beat Cathal Pendrit, honestly. But I, I just don't see John Howard being able to do it. It feels like Cathal Pendrit. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like enough time has passed for him to be fighting again this soon. For someone who is so boring, he fights a lot. Yeah, I'll give him that. You know, he's collecting checks. You know, I don't know. I, I'm 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 going with Cathal, but it's going to be boring. Ditto. You know, the further the guard, the the opener on the um on the Fox Sports prelim, that, that's going to be a good fight, man. I have a feeling that's going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of good that they're having that fight open hit. Yeah. Because Cathal Pendred is like a curse. You definitely don't want him <laughs> being the introduction to something like, hey, this is starting. Check this out. Yeah, and then just be bored. These are some guys painting Dana White's new house. Now watch the paint dry. Yeah, exactly, dude. Uh, next one up on the prelims is uh, Mike, Mike Quick Swick. Uh, versus Alex Garcia for another welterweight battle. And uh, so Swick is uh, affiliated with Tiger Muay Thai out at uh, Phuket, Thailand. And that's where yes. apparently he did his uh, his camp out there. So He's been there for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, Roger Huerta have been uh, yep. you know training out there, and I think they're training people. Brian Ebersol has been out there as a trainer as well, I believe. So, yep. um, you know, Mike Swick is like a, from ba- way back from Ultimate the old season one of the Ultimate Fighter. He's a, you know, an OG in this sport, or at least with the UFC. And For sure. um, he's taken. Uh, he had some time, some time off, I believe. Three years. Yeah. So this is like That's his a re- lot of time. his return. So uh, could go a lot of different ways for him. The time off could have been uh, a healing. Period of period where he could have dealt with some injuries and you know worked on his skills and whatever, or it could just be ring rust, you know the the oh, ring rust syndrome. Ring rust. So um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What are your feelings on this one? Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's been so long since we've seen Mike Swift. And if I had to judge him from back then, he lost to Matt Brown. Okay, that's respectable looking at where Matt Brown is now. Totally. Uh, he's a win over Demarcus Johnson, which is not worth anything these days. Um, I feel like Mike Swift always did better at middleweight. He definitely couldn't survive there now. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Alex Garcia is a very uh athletic guy he's strong he's fast i don't know how swick's gonna handle the pressure and i feel that garcia might just ground and pound him and in the first round and then the second round finish it off if it makes it to the third it could get exciting because garcia also doesn't have uh, a great gas tank neil magny beat him by unanimous decision in his last fight um yeah, I, I, it's tough. Mike Swick is such an unknown. We were talking about three years out of the sport. Yeah. That I'd have to go with Garcia just based on 
relative action of what's happening now. Um, I just don't know who Mike Swick is at this point. I, I would I tend to agree with you. I think I had I had Garcia winning um, by decision. Actually, you know, I don't know if he's going to knock him out or not, but I, I have Garcia. And I'm going to say he's going to win by by decision. I could see him losing that third round if it goes to three. You could see Garcia losing the third round. Yeah, because I can see his, him uh, winning, you know, 29-28. Yeah, okay. Now we have uh, Matt the Immortal Brown, who's uh, one of my favorites, uh, versus Tim Means. And uh, that this should be a, a pretty, pretty fucking brutal fight, in my opinion. <laughs> this is going to be a brutal fight. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be Tim like Means. a slugfest. It's going to be a brutal elbow knee Muay Thai clinic. It's just like throwing two wood chippers with like the safety guards off at each other and just seeing which one breaks first. Yeah. The Immortal is uh, two and two, but, you know, his losses were to Robbie Lawler and, and Johnny Hendricks, so. Champions. That they're champs. You know, they're, and he fought those guys. He fought, you know, they, they, one of them, but uh, John, uh, Hendricks had just lost the fight, the title. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's like he fought these guys, like, with the top of their, you know, their top, they're still in the top of their game. So that that's there's nothing to be uh, to a decision. Each of them, yeah, both both were decisions. That's right. Um, and also that fight with, when he beat Eric Silva. So when Silva hit him, he he, uh, he hit him in the liver like in the first round and like the first like twenty seconds of the first round. And I thought that was curtains for uh, you know for the immortal. But uh, he came back and just fucking just punished him, man. So, he's a game fighter, man. You know, Matt Brown, they don't come any tougher than him, you know? And, uh, Tim Means, badass, you know? He, he, he has a little bit more of that, like, karate-based style. Like, I've seen him use, like, sidekicks and, like, kind of like that side, you know, more like a taekwondo stance at times. Um, but these guys are both sluggers, man. I don't see any any real groundwork in this in this fight. I think it's going to be all stand up. Yeah, I agree. And if it does go to the ground, I think Matt Brown's going to have a lot better uh, advantage in the scrambles. I think that if it goes up against the fence, God, man, they're like so similar with like the standing elbows. Um, it's just going to be a really good fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, Tim Means is on a four fight win streak. Matt Brown. God, man, I can't believe it. I'm looking at, you know, I look at his record and I'm like, wow, man, this is a guy who used to be like 10 and 11 or something when he first came into the UFC. Yep. And now he's 21 and 13. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, oh my God, why is this guy in the UFC? He's like 10 and 11. This is a joke. And they were wrong, you know. I might have been even in that group, like not understanding it. And now look at him, 21, 13, you know. He's a respectable fighter, top 10. It's awesome. I'm going to make a prediction that someone's going to get knocked out in this fight. You know? I think that's a good prediction. For sure, someone's going to get their lights put out. And I'm going to go with Matt Brown just because I'm a fan of his, I think. Yeah, I think Matt Brown's going to be able to stop Tim Means. Uh, I think they're really similar. I feel like Matt Brown is probably just better. Uh, the next fight is uh, 
Brad Pickett versus Thomas Almeida. I am not a fan of Brad Pickett, nor have I ever been. I've no. always felt that he's been a little overrated. Yeah. Um, I remember when he was fighting against, uh, God, who was the former champion that Dillashaw beat? Uh, Burrell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, they're like, oh, they're saying all these, like, all this hyperbole about how Pickett's hanging tough and doing all this. I just saw him swinging at air and getting pot-shotted by counters. I did not see him be competitive in that fight whatsoever. And I feel like off of that, he somehow has gained some type of air of being a higher-ranked fighter than he actually is. Yeah. And Thomas Almeida is a total prospect, man. 19-0. and zero. He won against uh, Yves Jabway by TKO in 4 minutes and 18 seconds of the first round in his last fight. These two fighters aren't anything alike. They both actually they both have wins against Jabway, but um, it's going to be a good fight and it's a good test. I'm, I'm happy Pickett's back at 135. I think that 125 wasn't good for him, as we saw with two losses in a row and a controversial win over Neil Siri, who's fighting on the undercard. Um, it's a good fight, and I think that Almeida is going to sort of announce himself because I don't think Pickett is really that dependable of a top 10 fighter as he's made out to be. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like now, you know, Pickett also is three and one in his last four. I'm sorry. Um, wait, one and three, one and three. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. He's one and three in his last four. I had that backwards for some reason. With uh, that controversial decision over, uh, Neil Siri. Yeah. So he's another guy who's probably on knocking on the door getting cut. And this is like an opportunity for him to fall on his sword, I think, you know. He's English. They, they tend to keep English people. Yeah. I don't know, man. I never He's was He's got a fan some use overseas. It's that fucking He's hat. He's popular there. He's got his little hat and yeah. he, he carries a paper. Remember that shit? See, that's the thing, man. You know, this is my big criticism of uh, these markets that don't really have a deep uh, history in the sport. They only, they only have a few guys, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, Pickett is their guy, you know? Like, Dan Hardy was, like, legit when he was fighting. Like, he was, like, a legit, you know, fighter, you know what I mean? But I don't think any of these guys are really up on that caliber, you know? Michael Bisping, another another great fighter from England, you know? But I don't know, man. You, yeah, you're right. If he was American and he was, th- and he was one and three and he lost four, he would probably get cut. He would have been cut. Yeah, he would, he would definitely have been cut if, on his fourth loss. But I'm, I'm going... shots, you know? Yeah. But on this one, I'm, I'm saying that Almeida's got it locked. I think Almeida's... I think one... I'll put all my money on Almeida on this one. I think Almeida's going to show that he is the present and Pickett is the past. There you go. But I don't think Pickett's going to get cut. and He'll be on the next uh, English card probably as a co-headliner. So now, uh, this this next fight I'm really excited about Gunnar Gunnar Nelson Gunnar Nelson versus Brandon Thatch. And uh, this is awesome. Yeah, this, this is like really awesome, and I really like what they're doing here. Is like Gunnar Nelson just lost to Rick Story. Brandon Thatch isn't really anything like Rick Story. He just lost to Ben Henderson in a fight that he was winning, and then got taken down, and just showed the gap in the uh, level of grappling there. But it's like, 
Gunnar Nelson's a small welterweight. Brandon Thatch is a humongous welterweight. He's gigantic. I feel like if Thatch wins this, then it's finally being like, hey, Nelson, go to 155. It's yeah. ridiculous, man. And that's great. This is great matchmaking. It's. I think Gunnar Nelson is a nightmare, though, for Brandon Thatch, just because he's such a strong grappler. You know what I mean? And uh, Thatch has got those long those long legs. So, I mean, if, uh, if Thatch is taken down... You know, I think that he's going to have a long, a long evening because you know Nelson is pretty, you know, pretty top level when it comes to his uh, jujitsu. Yeah, he's great on the ground. Yeah, you're right, and I agree. And I didn't think about that. Uh, also, the karate movement of Nelson could be frustrating to the very stiff Muay Thai of Thatch. Yeah, yeah. Great fight. I can't. You know, I'm like, man, what a great fight. Yeah, this, this is where it's just like this main card is pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm. Some looking- might call it. Banging. Somebody call it banging. Yeah, I agree with that, man. I uh, yeah, this actually this whole car is pretty killer. But this is one of the highlights for me, man. Honestly, like Gunnar Nelson, Brandon Thatch fight, uh, Matt Matt Brown versus Tim Means. Those are like that's another you know, that's like definitely like a highlight on this one. You know, for me, besides from like the, the last two are unbelievable fights too. But. Oh man, yeah, and even this this next fight's really good too. Uh, sorry, you're you're probably picking Nelson. No, I'm actually picking Thatch because I'm a, and that's more from my heart than from my my brain because I think I want I'm, a, I'm more of a Brandon Thatch fan and I think that uh, you know Nelson shoots in for a takedown, catches a knee, gets knocked out. I mean Brandon Thatch can knock people out, man. So that's like why I'm going with him. You know the he'll get destroyed. He'll get hit so hard that he'll lose 15 pounds right there, and then he'll be a lightweight. Because <laughs> Thatch is monstrous. Yeah, but yeah. I think that if Thatch hits Nelson, it's going to be brutal. I mean, that's kind of the key. I mean, maybe he doesn't throw high kicks. Maybe he just goes. Maybe works on his, uses his boxing. Maybe he teeps him. Maybe he goes hits his legs. You know, maybe he does everything he can to stay away from getting the, getting taken down. Um, Nelson, because of his karate, uh, I believe he had. Uh, this is something that people have said about McGregor because he's so heavy on that front leg yep. or, or so far out rather not yeah. heavy on it like a boxer um, he definitely got hit with a bunch of low kicks by Story and that opened up Story's boxing yeah yeah Thatch hits him with some low kicks yep. it's going to be a lot worse than Rick Story low yeah. kicking him I'm sure yeah it's that, it's that front leg that lead leg out there you start taking that away you know you start beating that leg up and their whole boxing game goes too because you don't have any power like once your legs start getting beat up like that and also Thatch has got I mean, I'm sure he has like a couple inches on reach too so he just might you know pound him from the outside you know and he's top level striker Thatch so I mean I'm sure that if he can avoid the takedown that he's he would he's going to win this one yeah Nelson did just go five rounds with Story so he definitely has good cardio um it's going to come down to his speed. It's a tough one. I, I can't even make a call. I, I really, I, there's too many variables for me to want to latch onto someone here. Uh, and I like them both. Um, uh, I just think that it either is going to say Nelson go to lightweight or it's going to end Thatch's uh, prospect status. Yeah. <coughs> well, Thatch's lack of grappling skills 
is is a huge red flag, man. I mean, that's at that at that you know the welterweight division. You know, you got you got pretty pretty intense grapplers at that division, and if he ever has any plans of being any kind of top top ten top five contender, he's gonna have to like spend a year and just like drill wrestling and submissions and all that stuff and not not just work on defense you know what i mean and just you know yeah. bring those skills up you know otherwise it's it's going to be all over for him really you know obviously henderson was a fantastic consummate top three and also a champion of the lightweight division for a good amount of time yeah uh but still he's a blown up lightweight and when you have someone like that you know i know he's a uh uh a black belt, but man, yeah, you're right. I mean, he Thatch really needs to work on his wrestling, and I, I guess this is another test for him, just as much as it's, it's a test for Nelson. Yeah, for his size. Yeah, there's a lot of stake, a lot at stake for both of these guys, I think, in this fight. And uh, this is definitely one of one of the highlights for me. I mean, this is definitely one of the fights I'm like going to be glued to the uh, glued to my seat. You know, and, this could uh, be a headliner on a. A lesser card. Oh yeah, if this is like a fight pass fight or something like this, this would definitely this even would... a fight night. I think this would be a good headliner. Yeah, I can see that. Um, did this fight get moved? Wasn't Rick Story supposed to fight? Uh, oh wait, it's not Rick Story. Sorry, forget it. I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about Eric Silva versus Rick Story. Sorry about that. I know Eric Silva was supposed to fight on the card that had all the substitutions on the Leoto Machida uh, Romero. Um, card. Yeah, that good was, lord. I mean, we we haven't even talked about that at all. That was brutal. Yeah, man. Well, the thing is about that one is, uh, I, honestly, I think Lyoto. What it was like? What like four weeks after getting that vicious elbow beating from, uh, you know, from um, Rock Rockhold. Yeah, Cockhold. <laughs> and. Uh, it's just too soon, man, to go back in and fight somebody. Way too what the soon. fuck was he Insane, thinking? Insane, man. Like, what the hell was he yeah, thinking? Yeah, cost. Yeah, he's he's probably still fucked up from that fight. Like, why? Who the hell would let him get in the ring? You know, like and do that. I don't know, man. That's his team should have stepped in there. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I was just like, I don't know. I think that Lyoto Machida. Should take a little bit of time off right now, and just kind of like heal himself. And because I, I do believe he has a few more years left in him, like I don't want to say that he's on his way out. You know. Go ahead. Here's another fight. All right, so I think there's four cards in the next week because there's also Bisping versus Lites oh. coming up. Oh. And I didn't even read the whole card because I was just like. I don't have time to write more. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, dude. This is ridiculous. This card is is like pretty stacked, and and you know, and and there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Actually, all for the last three months, there's been tons of just specifically UFC, but combat sports action just everywhere. You know. Yeah. You know, there's a Bellator that you know, happened last weekend or two weekends yep. ago. That's um, where uh, oh, Shamrock was paid to lose. Yeah. Yeah, but there was another one too. That was that was another Bellator. Then there was the one where Joe Schilling got knocked out, which you know was, was horrible. Oh, man. oh man, that was brutal. Yeah, that was really, really, really. That guy, you shouldn't have punched him again. That was messed up. Yeah, 
he was laid out, man. He oh, was yeah. like he was he was laid out. That was like, come on, man, don't punch him again. Yeah. That was crazy. I'm starting to get but, into these Bellator cards, man. Like I think that um they're, getting, they're good, man. I yeah. you know, Coker's awesome. He does a great job. Yeah, I I've been enjoying right heartstrings. I've been, yeah, I've been enjoying uh, you know Bellator lately, and and of course Glory. There's been a, you know a couple of good Glory fights. Man, I just think I feel like I feel like Schilling should just stick with kickboxing, man, because he's he's awesome. Like he is a he's a contender. You know what I mean? Like he's a top guy in that field. You know, I think MMA is not his bag unless he just takes like once again like just goes to like American Top Team or like uh, you know some. MMA oriented camp and just like trains MMA for like a year you know what I mean but I don't know that's just my take on it it's not a good look for him to get knocked out by some random ass dude in Bellator if he wants to be fighting in glory I don't, in I a mean, knockout dude will talk to him and be like yeah you're not you can't do MMA anymore it's not it's not good yeah man Cause he knocks motherfuckers out, dude. He knocks Simon Marcus out, who's like was undefeated when he fought him. You know, in, in Glory, it's uh, oops, man down. Got you know this little accident over here. But um, they went to an extra round in that fight, Simon Marcus and uh, and Joe Schilling, because it was like neck and neck, you know. And in that extra round, Schilling knocked him out. That's cool, man. So what's the rules on that? You know. What's that all about? Like, you got three rounds and you do an extra round? Or? Well, it was a tie. So they had a tie-breaking round. Because it's all yeah, those... Th- three rounds? Yeah. All those fights are... Um, they're three... They're, they're short rounds, too. They're not five. I think they're three-minute rounds. You know, like 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 boxing. Like regular boxing. Um, you can't... Uh, no elbows. Uh, there's... you ha- If you go in the clinch, they, they break up the clinch. So that takes away a lot of... Uh, you know, guys' tools. Like, cause, I mean, Muay Thai, you can clinch and throw people, and, you know, there aren't any sweeps or any of that kind of stuff. Um, so it's very much just like a kickboxing fight. Like, they don't, it's more like uh, later K1, where there's no knees, mm. you know, so that kind of thing. And, um, but yeah, they were like, uh, you know, going going at it, man. And it was a tie, and they went into the extra round. Schilling beat, Schilling knocked him out. And, uh, once again, it's it's quick because they have those short those short rounds because they're all tournaments, man. Those guys got to fight. More. If you win, you got to fight again, man. That's intense, man. I can't even imagine doing that, man. It's like one thing in jujitsu where it's like you're you're um you're not getting punched in the face, like you're not taking body shots. You know, you're just tired. But like, if you're getting concussed, you know. Some of those guys are probably concussed and they fight again. You don't know. Like, will these doctors really do that thorough of an exam on them? You know? So, I don't know. That's that's pretty pretty out. That's pretty, you know, crazy if you ask me, man. That's the one thing that worries me about that sport, you know? And they ask questions, too, that you can just say, no, yes, I'm fine, you know? Hey, can you see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How's your vision? It's good. Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's good. You know. It's good. How many fingers am I holding up? Two. There you go. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so this next one, we got Dennis Bermudez versus Jeremy Stevens in a featherweight fight. And, yeah, uh, interesting fight to have this far up on the card. I mean, it's going to be a banger because Bermudez is super aggressive. Yes. Uh, 
I thought he was going to beat Lamas. I was wrong. And Stevens is on a two-fight losing streak. He looked like he was really coming into the, the division strong when he started fighting um, at 145. But then he lost against Swanson and uh, Oliveira by unanimous decisions. And um, I don't know. It's a this is a really tough fight for Stevens. Uh, I don't think I don't think Bermudez is going to get KO'd in this, and I think Stevens is going to have a really crappy time dealing with the super aggressive double legs and yes. just crazy submission scrambles. It's going to be tough. Like Bermudez, I think is going to win this. Yeah, it's going to be a grinder. This fight, you know what I mean? It's just going to be like a grinding battle you know but exciting it's, no it's gonna I, I, I like those fights where there's a lot of takedowns you know ground and pound like dudes getting thrown up against the cage you know yeah Bermudez is very aggressive you know yeah. he'll do the takedowns but he's definitely gonna be fishing for submissions yep being aggressive with the ground and pound for sure yeah I'm going with Bermudez on this and also uh, Dennis Bermudez is uh, from Saugerties, New York I don't know if you knew that I didn't know that yeah that's like not too far away from where I grew up. As I say, where are you from? <laughs> Carmel, New York, Lake Carmel. You know, it's not too, uh, you know, about an hour and a half outside the city. Nice little town. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the Hudson River, man. No shit. So the thing is, man, this next fight, no one, this is an awesome fight that no one has talked about. There's no promotion. It's not mentioned anywhere. There's no press on this. I just saw the first. They've been doing all these, like, you know, UFC embedded. Yeah. And I, and I watch those when I eat my breakfast. I watch the UFC embedded or whatever the heck they have. I guess I guess they just do embedded now. They used to do the countdown to the yeah. UFC, you know, the road to victory or whatever the hell it was called. Yep. And uh, I watch those with breakfast and I love it. I've been watching these other ones, like, when I cook and stuff, I don't care, man. I don't, I don't, I don't need to hear McGregor no. talk about how Chad Mendez is a B-level fighter and like all this crap, like how McGregor's going to the dentist to get gold teeth inserted or something. I don't care, man. Like, what's up with Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald? Two, it's a rematch. Yep. You know, it's uh, his first title defense. A super, super hard fight. And the first time that I've seen a UFC embedded episode was this morning on it. You know, and the fight is on Saturday. Now they're going to promote it. I can't like, believe three that. Before the fight? Yeah, it's a true title defense. It's not some bullshit interim title crap, which is a fucking false, falseness. Such a farce, man. Yeah. That, that's such, that is such shit. Yeah. So anyway, Rory apparently has a new nickname. It's Again? Old, yeah. You know, this for, is his third nickname. For a while, you know, he was the water boy, then he was Aries, yeah. and now he's Rory the Red King McDonald. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what the hell is up with that, man? I, you know, I, I've come around to Rory McDonald, man, like in the last year or so. I mean, I've never doubted his skills. Like, I've always thought he was an in incredible fighter. Um, he's 24. He's a young dude, man. Fuck. And I've never doubted his skills, but his personality I always thought was weird. But it's grown on me, man. And I, I actually, what's that? 
It's a blank piece of paper. Rory McDonald's personality. I don't think so, man. Honestly, I've I've heard a few interviews with him on the MMA Hour, and he's just like a kind of like this quiet, like far out guy, man. I don't know. He's like a weirdo. I like him. That's why you know the Red King, man. What the hell's that all about? That's why his name should be the Canadian Psycho. Yeah, well, that was you know, yeah, that was you know, he had that that uh, that sort of. With the suit and everything and the gloves and just weird. He's got to go with it, man. Creepy look. You won't, but come on. Yeah. Um, you know, ruthless Robbie Lawler. Once again, not not that old of a guy. What is he like? Thirty two years old. But he's been fighting since he was like barely out of high school. You know, so I've been he, watching some of those recently. It's crazy. Oh, like I've been going back and I've been watching old fights and like uh, Lawler versus Lytle. Lawler versus Diaz. Yep. Like, these these old fights, and I'm like, man, Robbie Lawler, UFC welterweight champion, 2015. It's amazing. I, I, I'm. He's a totally different fighter. Yeah, totally different than he was back then. I mean, and that makes sense. I mean, the guy's been fighting for what, like, it's like 15 years or something like that, man. I mean, he's like, you know, deserves everything he has, man. In my opinion, he's a cool guy. You know, he doesn't talk shit on anybody. Keeps his mouth shut. Hell. He just works hard and he goes there and does his job. And I love that about him, you know. And um, I'm excited. I, I think that it's been a long road for him, man. But, you know, he's he's the champ, you know. And and I, I'm, I support that, you know. But uh, I, can't, I can't help but just the weirdo side of me kind of going for Rory McDonald in this one, you know. Even though McDonald was defeated by Robbie Lawler once before, McDonald is a different fighter now, too. Like, he went through this weird lull, you know? And I kind of feel like he came back around. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, it was like the Woodley fight, you know, that was sort of boring. And he just sort of did the jab. And everyone's like, oh, God. Here's the TriStar jab. Great. And that's like how he won the fight. And it was super boring. Um, then he destroyed, uh, Maya. I might be out of order here. And then he, uh, he knocked out the last Strike Force champ who, ah, I can't Tar- remember his Tarek name. Tarek Safadine. Tarek Safadine, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, and Tarek Safadine's an awesome striker, man. Awesome striker, man. He uppercutted him. He looks small, too, Safadine. Yes. Robbie's a big, um, Robbie, uh, Rory's a big Rory. guy. Yeah, and I watched um, some highlights from that uh, Lawler McDonald one, and so Lawler won the first round and won the third round, but that second round, Rory got some takedowns and really beat Robbie up really bad with some good ground and pound elbows, mostly just elbows. Um, I could really see that just happening from the jump, you know? I mean, unless Rory wants to test the waters again and be like, all right, you know what? I'm a better stand-up fighter than I was last time. Uh, I think that's a bad idea. I think that Robbie will catch him again, and I think it's worthless to roll those dice because you don't know how well he's going to catch. And if he catches Rory again, with one, he caught with a big hook. Yeah, I think it was the third round, put him on his butt, and uh, 
if he does that and he doesn't put him on his butt and just puts him on his back, could be a short night for Rory. I, I, I mean, I think that he's young and he believes in his, in his abilities. But I hope this is a fight where he goes out there and he plays to his strengths rather than trying to say, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm well-rounded. I think he needs to go in there and he needs to get the takedowns against Lawler, which is no easy feat, but Rory's huge. And he was able to do it in the first fight. I think he can do it in the second fight. He just, I don't know if striking is going to be a great idea for him. Yeah. It's going to be, this This is another one of those fights that's like, I'm even more excited about this one than Conor McGregor and, and Mendez. This honestly. is a toss-up, man. Yeah. Like, this one is like, you know, one, one of my top. This one, the Brandon Thatch, Gunnar Nelson. Uh, I'm going to go with the Garbon one because Garbrand, because I'm, I'm interested to see how he does in his second fight. But yeah, this is, this, this is a fucking main event fight, man, this one. And it sucks that the UFC didn't, didn't even, this is like an afterthought for them. You know, this is the main event. This is totally the main event because it's like, you know, if Mendez wins, we get Aldo Mendez three. Great. If McGregor wins, it's going to be like, holy shit. And then you get to fight against Jose Aldo. That's great. But, you know, they've even talked about it. They put so much money into the marketing and the promoting and like the fly-ins and the interviews and that world the, tour they did embedded for McGregor. He has to be the headliner because they put so much money into him and they didn't put shit into Robbie Lawler or Rory McDonald. Nope. But realistically, I think that if Rory wins, that dude's going to be the champ for a long freaking time. And if Robbie wins, you just got your first title defense and you beat this dude two times and then McDonald's in Franklin territory and has to go back and destroy everybody else. Which I think he can do. Oh, yeah. That's more interesting than McGregor. I don't think McGregor is going to be the the featherweight champion of forever. You know, it's no. like he's going to fight Aldo, which was going to happen anyway. So there's no interesting storyline there. And he has some bullshit interim belt. The headliner should have been Robbie Lawler versus Rory McDonald the whole time. But McGregor talks a lot of shit and wears suits and they love him. It's crazy. Which leads us to our actual scheduled main event. Of, I'm going to say uh, that I'm going to pick Robbie Lawler real quick. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go with McDonald, but I, I wouldn't be. I, I'm, I'm. I love both of those guys. Honestly, they're like both of them are like some two of my favorite fighters. And uh, I, but I'm just going to go with McDonald just just for the weird factor, you know. I think that both those guys, just like Johnny Hendricks, I think they can beat anyone below the top three and can beat each other in the top three multiple times. Yeah. You're right. All right, so this fucking travesty that we got coming up, this fiasco, <laughs> you know. As everyone knows, originally this was supposed to be the, you know, we've been talking about this, you know, Jose Aldo versus uh, Conor McGregor, you know, and... uh it just this anticlimax is what we're sort of left with. However, this is the fight that McGregor should have had before he fought Aldo anyway. You know, hell yeah! Like the UFC, it's not Mendez. I don't think because Mendez just lost a title shot. I mean, man, this is just like the thing with Daniel Cormier. Yeah, he just lost to the champ, and now he fights someone else and could possibly become the interim champ. 
it's like, wait a minute, man. Like, you're not anything. You just lost to the champ. Like, we know this. We remember this. This is yeah. such a joke. Yeah, the DC thing is a little sketchy, you know. But the I fact- agree that McGregor should have been fighting a wrestler before now. He should have fought Lamas. He could have fought Lamas. He could have fought uh, Frankie Edgar, who I think I think Edgar would Edgar would have been a worse match for him than than Mendez. You know for sure, dude, that there's no mistake that they picked over Edgar and picked Mendez. It's because they think that McGregor has a better chance of beating Mendez than they do think that he has against beating uh, Frankie Edgar. For sure, they do not want to derail McGregor before he can get to Aldo. They want to get that money. And uh, it's calculated, you know, and I'm like, huh. Yeah, that's that's why I'm have, bummed out of this know, whole... They're not like fools. They, they want to make the money. Yeah. But they know who is and who isn't. Um, and I think that they knew Edgar was going to win that fight or at least would... I think that they, they were like, yeah, he'll probably win that fight because that Edgar's such a consummate top fighter no matter what division he's in. It's insane. Also, he moves a lot better than Chad Mendez, too. You know what yes. I mean? And um, I think that having, you know, with against McGregor, it's a battle of movement, really. You know, like who moves better? I think that would be kind of like the winner in this fight. Yeah, but then again, Mendez is a smasher, though. You know? I mean, I think, I honestly think Mendez is going to beat him. That's my opinion. You know what I mean? I think that McGregor has never fought a wrestler. McGregor gets hit a lot. Chad Mendez is one of the, the hardest hitters and probably the hardest hitter in that division. He can take shots, you know? Yeah, man. He took those shots when he wasn't even ready for it. That one-two from Aldo after the first round, maybe yeah. the second round. I mean, it's not going to be like Dennis Seaver, you know what I mean? And look how easily <laughs> look how easily Dennis Seaver took McGregor down, too. You know? And, you know, Seaver's not nearly as high level as Mendez is in the wrestling department. I didn't even remember that. I didn't, I didn't even remember that Seaver took down yeah. McGregor once. Caesar, Caesar, Seaver. Seaver took McGregor down and he got back up, you know. But um, I think that Mendez is Conor McGregor's worst nightmare. I think that a wrestler who can, with knockout power, who can take a punch is, is McGregor's nemesis. I think that it's it's not going to be a stand-up fight. And I think that the takedown is going to play a huge part in this whole thing. You know? That's, and that's, that's how I see it. You know? I don't think this goes five rounds. I think that maybe, like, in the third round, McGregor gets knocked out or he gets TKO'd or something like that. You know, ground and pound. I'd love to see him tap to strikes. That would rule. <laughs> yeah, totally. That or maybe he gets submitted, man, because he, he has been submitted before. You know, that's like Uriah Faber's, like, jam about how, you know, uh, you know, Conor McGregor has, like, that quit in him because he taps. He's tapped to, like, I think Todd Duffy. Not Todd Duffy. Yeah. Todd Duffy. You're right, like, though. Somebody Duffy. Joe Duffy. Joe Duffy. There you go. Joe Duffy, who, ha- who debuted in the UFC about six months ago, no one cared. He's the last guy to defeat Conor McGregor. There was no press. There was nothing. And he won. He won his debut. He knocked some guy out in like the first round. Because they don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that guy. The guy who beat McGregor. They just want to talk about the great McGregor. Yeah. 
You know, but you know, Joe Duffy is in is in the lightweight division where McGregor used to be. Right. You know? So, but you know, that's we'll see, we'll see. Maybe that's the guy. After McGregor has a couple losses under his belt, maybe he's got to fight uh, Joe Duffy eventually. Again. <laughs> you know. So I'm going with Mendez on this one. I don't give a fuck about the hype. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, the fact that people get behind McGregor just goes to show you what idiots most people are, man. You know, I mean, yeah, the guy moves well. He's a good boxer. You know, it's his haircut and the fucking stupid suits that he wears and all the drama that surrounds that guy. You know, it's the reason why, like, shitty bands have, like, massive followings. It's the same thing, you know. And it's just, on this time around, it's a guy that fights in MMA. So... You know, everyone likes the flashy, you know, things, and, you know, he's, like, creates all this big hoopla around him. But I, I don't, I'm not that impressed by him, man. You know what I mean? So. Fuck. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think Mendez will win. I'm not a McGregor believer, so if he wins, I would be like, wow. And I, would, and I will say, I will definitely be impressed if McGregor wins honestly, if it's not some bullshit decision, um, if McGregor beats him by TKO, KO, whatever, man, like, I will, there's no way I'm not going to be impressed because Mendez has only lost to Aldo. That's yeah, it. Totally. And he's looked great otherwise, just destroying people. You know, it's always like, wow, man, that guy, if he was the champion, he would be the dominant champion, just like Aldo is. But, you know, he, hasn't been able to get over that hump of beating Aldo. Um, I recommend Jack Slack just wrote an article on this fight where he did a really unbiased piece on it, looking at both of their strengths, uh-huh. the way that they fight, and a lot of uh, video breakdown. And it's, it's really cool. Um, I think that the things that Aldo did to beat Mendez, I don't know if McGregor can do that or is able to put that into his game plan at such a late late period yeah that's the other thing doesn't train for specific fighters which i think is a huge mistake against someone like mendez i think Um, it's a lie too actually his coach says it too i think it's propaganda man you know i think their whole camp is like just one big propaganda machine in in my opinion i mean of course he's not going to say anything they don't want to break the 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 mystique of conor mcgregor you know it's like that's part of yeah, it's a co- he's the coach's meal ticket too, man. You know, he gets to wet his yeah. beak on like that purse, you know, and he wants to keep keeps the whole gravy train rolling, man. You know, he's one. Fifteen percent of that's some pretty serious shit. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I think I think that's BS, man. I think that he he watches tape, you know. I think he game plans. He would be a fool not to do that. You know, who does that? You know, you don't watch tape on your your opponent. Like that's ridiculous to me. Seriously, I, don't, I think you, I think that's a lie that they're putting out there. So yeah, yeah, but um, also the fact that this is an interim title is total fucking horseshit, man. Like the fucking guy just got injured, man. Like it's not like like Aldo has been out of commission for a year, you know? Like what you know what what is this? Like what are, what are these rules? It's fucking insane, man. He's only been the champion, and they're going to sort of strip him. I mean, they're not stripping him, but, you know, like, it's in fucking sane. But again, 
they put so much money into it they gotta make it a little more important yeah you know so people will get their money's worth but it's it's a it's a fucking circus man it's a real big joke well and also what Aldo fought what late last year right the Mendez fight yeah that wasn't that long ago they're like oh he gets injured all the time it's the dude fights twice a year. As a champion, that's a lot, really. You know what I mean? Right. You know, that's like a respectable amount of time. Not to, you know, it's not like he's, you know, fucking uh, Dominic Cruz, who's like constantly getting his knees destroyed. You know what I mean? Right. Well, of course, Dominic got stripped eventually after two years. Yeah, after two years. There you go. After two years. You know, and even Kane. Velasquez was out for what, like, almost like two, basically two years, or maybe almost three years, maybe, before they went to, for the interim title, you know, motion with Verdum. I, I just goes to show the favoritism. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is when it gets a little WWE for me, man. You know, it's like I wish that they would standardize some sort of protocol on how they do all this shit. You know, instead of just being a free for all of popularity and bullshit. You know. It's crazy and it's unheard of and I, it's like, can't believe it. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Part of me doesn't even want to watch the fight, honestly. You know, part of me wants to turn it on after the McDonald-Waller uh, fight and just find out who wins, you know. I wish there was a way, like a switch, that'd be like, people stop viewing it at this time. Because I think that a lot of people on MMA... Maybe less than I think, or maybe more than I think, would probably switch off and just be like, fuck this. And it's not just because of the fight. The fight is fine. I have no issue with the fight. The fight's great. The interim belt is just such a slap in the face to legitimacy. And it's just like a, it's like a fucking joke. Yeah. Like, they, they should give him the interim Reebok belt. Don't even have it be like the championship belt. Give him like a Reebok belt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, so you uh, want you want to talk a little bit about this uh, this Frank Muir, uh, Todd Duffy thing coming up? Yeah, let me uh, touch on this. Actually, now that we're in this card, yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Um, man, so Ally Quinta's off the card. Yes. Because Gilbert, a.k.a. Giblert Melendez, <laughs> tested positive for, like, some testosterone shit. And he he didn't, Gilbert didn't try to weasel out of it either, which I thought was kind of no. Uh, he 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 took it straight up, man. He was like, "There's probably something in in a supplement, but that's my fault. I took it. There we go. We're done." So originally, I that was on this card: Iaquinta versus Melendez. Originally, yeah, actually, a good card. He wasn't even supposed to fight Melendez too. There was uh, what's his name, Al Green, or whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> what's the guy's name? What's yeah, that dude's yeah, name? Tommy Green, what the fuck's his name? I forgot. Bobby his name. Green. Bobby Green, that's it, yeah. Bobby Green. Bobby Green. <laughs> and then he got injured, right? And then Melendez stepped up. Something happened, yeah, and then Melendez stepped up. Yeah, and Melendez just, you know, fought Eddie Alvarez and was defeated. That would have yes. been an awesome fight, man. Melendez versus uh, Alejandro Alaquinta. Yeah. I would, I would have enjoyed that one. Don't boo me, fuck you. Dude, I, I like Alaquinta, man. I like he's like so he's like Long Island to the max, dude. 
should. I thought he was going to win that season of the Ultimate Fighter. I think that's probably the last season I watched. Yeah, that's right. I actually, uh, I kind of like that whole camp, really. You know. Yeah, Longo, Sarah the, the Longo, Longo, uh, Matt, Sarah camp with the power. I've been watching. Uh, I think I mentioned this thing. I texted you. I've been watching uh, the Ultimate Fighter: The Comeback. Oh yeah, that's one with Matt Sarah's on that one, right? Yeah, and uh, Pete Dragosell. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, he's yeah. on it too. He looks like a member of the Chromax, <laughs> and uh, he's on it. And uh, I didn't realize that Longo was back then. That him and Sarah have been running this camp for a long time. Oh and yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, Longo was like a little thinner back then too. I think he had more hair. Yeah, he looked different. Like he didn't look as like as like uh, you know, like he's terrifying. Like fucking Sopranos or something like like one of Tony Sopranos like henchmen. Yeah, it looks like a cross between Tony Soprano and, like, a zombie with makeup on. Yeah. Great striking coach, though. Great striking coach. He's a great striking coach. And I think he's funny, and he's just, he's scary looking. I think that if that guy was in the corner, I'd be scared more of him. Uh, Yeah, I'd be more more afraid of his cornerman than than fighter, yeah. All right, let's see what we got here. So, Iaquintas, it's not like they, they didn't find anyone to fight to replace him, right? So Iaquinta's is off. It was too long for them. It was too quick, I think. And then Iaquinta was like, hey, so, uh, yeah, I'm not fighting. And I've actually had a really bad knee issue for a long time. And it's only gotten worse. And I've just been gutting it out. But because of this, he's like, I was going to take this fight and then assess it. But I think I'm going to assess it now instead. That's probably a smart move. Yeah, I say he's been fighting it for a long time. Goddamn knee injuries, man. It's crazy. But this, yeah, I mean, uh, good card. Yeah, man. Todd Duffy, another guy who's taken, uh, took some time off and then has took come some, back. Took uh, some TRT also. He took some TRT and some time off. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, but you know. that's that, I think that's why he took some time off. Maybe, you know, I think he had some disease too, supposedly. Oh, really? It's called uh, being jacked. It's called a habit. A habit. But, uh, yeah, that dude he's is... A, uh, he's huge. He's gigantic, man. And, uh, he's 260. 260, Ripped. shredded. Like, he looks like a superhero. He looks like the Incredible Hulk. Or Thor, actually. Yeah, like an action figure. Like, like you know, some kid took his G.I. Joe shirt off, and you're like, Todd W. He, uh, he acted in a movie, too, you know. He was in Don't Back Down 2. It's like an MMA Acted movie. might be a nice, sort of strong use of a word. Yeah, it's uh, Michael Jai White was in it. Uh, you know, you don't know who that is. Who the fuck is that? Michael Jai White. He played Spawn in the Spawn movie. Ah. Like this, he's like you know he was in. I think Michael Jai White was also in one of the Black, the Batman movies, like one of the Dark Knight films. He plays like uh, some kind of gang member or something. He's like some huge black dude martial arts expert, you know, like stunts, like all that. But yeah, Michael Jai White was like the, the sort of uh, main guy and Don't Back Down too. And it has, uh, you know, Eddie Bravo plays a, um, he has a small part in it, 
plays he plays a uh, drug dealer. No, he plays a uh, DJ in a strip club, which is ironically is a job he used to have. <laughs> and that guy uh, Evan Peters from uh, American Horror Story, he he's in it too. He's like a character in it. Which character is in American Horror Story? The, he's like the emo looking guy with the blonde hair. Can't recall. Yeah. Anyway, it, it's not a good movie, but it's fun. Like I've watched it a couple times. It's, I, it may still be on Netflix. I don't know, or it might have not been on Netflix. You watched it a couple times. Yeah, it's entertaining, man. Yeah, there's like some fighting in it. You know, there's like a lot of rubber guard. Oh, also, Scotty Epstein is in it. Um, chill dog. You know, chill. Uh, yeah, chill dog. Uh, jailbreak. Jew claw. <laughs> <laughs> that's another move. That's a that's a move, man. In in the uh, tenth planet jujitsu um, system. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh, uh, sort of random. <laughs> Did you hear about that Muay Thai champion who uh, joined ISIS? ISIS. Yep, I read about that today. Actually. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Yeah. That's fucking insane, man. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. And when I say ISIS, we we're talking about the terrorist organization. Yeah, not you, Mike Gallagher. <laughs> Turner's and those guys are going to be here uh, in that band Sumac next month. And Sumac I'm, and Neurosis. Fuck, I forgot about that. That's crazy, God, man. Fuck. I'm uh, 100% going to that. <laughs> Absolutely going to that show. I got to look into that. It's probably sold out. You can find a way in. Where's it at? Are you going to come down here for it? Yeah, man. Uh, I tried getting Twin Lords on the show at... Sumac's playing at Gorham Brothers. That's fucking cool, man. That's awesome. I'm going to go to that, totally. But, I, yeah. I, I, you know, man, why would I not want to see Neurosis? Goddamn. I just saw them. We played with them at MDF. MDF, yep. It's pretty awesome. They're great. I don't even miss the visuals, man. They're brutal. Yeah, they're like one of the greatest bands ever, you know, and they were, they were amazing. Visuals, yeah, man. I... They, um, they only played an hour, too, because of the curfew, and uh, it sucked. I was like, damn, I could go for like another two hours of this shit, you know. That's awesome, though. Yeah. Speaking of another two hours, uh, Joel and Aaron Nichols just saw Rush, man, three hours. That's insane. Especially, like, do they take a break at all at Rush? They've got to, right? Yeah, Neil Peart and his drumming. That's like, I, unless that guy's like, you know, like uh, some sort of in, in marathon shape, man. That's like a pretty intense cardio demonstration, totally. you know? Just playing bass and guitar for three hours, man. Paul McCartney played for three hours at Russ Gilda. Probably shouldn't have. No. No, I'm not. I, I, I mean, you know how I feel about the Beatles. You know what I mean? You know, I, I give respect where respect is due, but I just, I'm just not a fan. You know, and uh, no matter where we sat in that area that we were hanging out in, we can hear Paul McCartney. And then at the end of his set, it's crazy. They, they, at the end of the set, they lit off like fireworks and stuff. Yeah. And then there were there were still bands that played after him. And there was um, on the stage we played that band Merker played. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Oh yeah, it's that chick, right? Yeah, but they're live. I didn't go to that because I didn't 
want to deal with trying to get to the stage across the 120,000 people that were watching Paul McCartney. Um, Hellhammer was playing his drums and someone else from Mayhem. It's fishy. Wow, dude. Holy shit. It's fishy, if you ask me. I think... So she's kind of, she's kind of racist or something? Or? Probably, man. You know, if Hellhammer's in the band, that dude doesn't like certain types of people. You know? That, the whole thing is fishy. I mean, I, I honestly don't know what the music sounds like. It doesn't... I Nor do I it's have... Overrated, man. I think Relapse put it out. I listened to some of it and was like, so what? Yeah. I I, uh, I don't have any interest in checking it out. You know, it's just there's other stuff like I want to listen to, like the... You know, the Atriarch record that came out that very few people bought, which more people should buy. Um, instead of buying a Merker record, people should be supporting bands like Atriarch, you know. They had a new one just come out? Uh, well, the same one that came out. Their, their first one on Relapse came out a few months ago. Oh, and, no shit. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's under underselling, <laughs> apparently. Which sucks, because they're a great band, and they're way more creative than anything that many, most of the bands that are out there right now, they're doing interesting stuff, but no one seems to really care about them. And I just think that, you know, if you want to check out some really unique shit, you should check them out. They're they're coming out here too in in August, so I'm gonna check them out. I didn't even know they had a new album out. See, that's what I mean, I mean right? Like... You knew about the Merker record, but you didn't know Atriarch had an album out. You know, it's like who knows why they got lost in the shuffle. You know. It's not my fault. If it was up to me, who knows? If I had a million dollars, I'd give it to them, man. Fucking love that band. They're so great, you know. But uh, and then the last, there's a band on after Merker too that went on at like one thirty in the morning. That band, um, Young and in the Way. What's up with that? Who are they? What is that? Uh, they seem like nice guys. Play with them, right? I don't remember. Well, I didn't. We technically we played with them, but I, I was asleep by the time they played their set. I was like in my house. Oh, they played the next day on the uh, uh, the, the Stefan show. They they didn't even play. That dude, that show was cool. It ended up being like a, a Black Anvil Tombs shirt show, you know, with some other bands on the bill, you know. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of change ups at the last minute. Young and in the way didn't play. Inter Armour didn't play. Um, that band Sparch Crown came in. Those French guys. Um, Vord played who were actually pretty good you know hmm. and uh, yeah and then we played and it was fun I'm gonna text Mike and be like why the fuck didn't you play fucking Stephen show you live in Richmond they had I don't know man you know I'm not, I, I know that they just didn't play I don't know why you know I'm just, I'm just fucking around yeah but uh but yeah you know that's um I don't, I don't know much about Youngin in the Way I know that they have a logo that looks a lot like the Watain logo. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's by design or coincidental or whatever, but it seems like nice enough guys. Are they from like New Jersey or something? North or South Carolina, somewhere in the South. Okay. So, yeah, it like nice enough dudes. I don't, I don't you know, uh, beyond that, I don't really know much about their music. You know? I'll check it out, I guess, someday. Yeah, you know. So Frank Muir versus Todd Duffy, what do you think of that? Uh, you know, it's a way to either give Duffy a legend or for Duffy to be shown the door is, hey, dude, you're not a prospect. I don't think he is. No. Um, 
You know he has nine TKOs against mediocre competition. Um, that's out of nine wins. All of his wins are TKOs. Uh, and his two losses are against um, the funny hammer fist. Uh, uh, I forgot who that was. And then Overeem, when Overeem ate, he, he went from the future into the past and he ate Overeem at light heavyweight in order to gain his powers. Um, and he destroyed Todd Duffy very easily. Um, I don't know, man. Mir, he doesn't do good against certain type of people. And I don't think Todd Duffy's that type of guy. I mean, Todd Duffy's aggressive, he's athletic, fast. He doesn't have a good chin. Um, I think that. I think Mir is going to win. I don't believe in Duffy. Yeah, I'm going with Mir. Like, I'm hoping that he leg locks him or something like that. You know. Yeah, Todd Duffy just has never really had like that, like the top level competition. You know, and Frank Mir is a legend in the sport. You know. Like, Mike Russo. That's who beat Duffy. That yeah. derailed his whole. Shit. Right, and Russo was getting beat up by Duffy, too. Two rounds was getting destroyed. Yeah. Took him down, one hammer fist. Like a silly hammer fist. Yeah, I remember watching that fight, like on Fight Pass, like a few months ago. I think ago. he hit him again with it or something, it was like, meep. Yeah, weird. It was hilarious. Yeah, so there's questionable chin on Todd Duffy. I think so. Yeah. Let's see, who else we got here? We got Josh Thompson versus Tony Ferguson. Yeah, that's a great fight, man. That's going to be a good one, man. Yeah, I think uh, Ferguson's looked great. He's on a five-street five uh, win. Uh, Thompson, just, you know, he's been riddled with injuries. He's a fucking moron. Uh, I got to go with Ferguson here. I, I, I'm not going to stand behind some homophobic right-wing nut job. I don't care how good he is uh, as a fighter or how good he used to be. He's been around for a long time. I think Ferguson's going to have a lot of uh, uh, reach on him. And it's going to be a, a great feather in Ferguson's cap to beat Thompson. Yeah. I'm going to go with El Kukui on this one too, man. Kukui. <laughs> El Kukui. And, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with his uh, his win over Gleason Tebow at the last fight. Yeah. yeah. Like that was at, So he submitted him, you know. That was like on uh, – I thought Tebow was going to like crush him, honestly. He's gonna T-bow him. He's gonna T-bow him. And uh yeah, I mean he um well, who else did he beat? Danny Castillo. Yeah, that was an easy fight. Yeah. Isn't that the he, he's he's isn't... like won every fight except for uh Michael Johnson. That's what is that's his one of his losses? Yeah, I mean I wanna say he's like eight and one in the UFC. Oh shit, you know something? You're right. Wow. And Michael Johnson's great. That guy's great. He beat Eves at Eve Edwards. Danny I thought Castillo. Eve Edwards actually won that fight, but Ferguson's grown a lot since then. Clayson Tebow, Abel Trujillo. Trujillo, wow. yep. Yeah, that was a, you know, these are solid wins, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look at it, all right, Trujillo is like a wife beater. Thompson's a homophobe right winger. You know, you could say that they're very similar uh, assholes. If Ferguson's, he's a former asshole. And now he's beating assholes. Um, See, so he's got the math works out, man. He's gonna win. Yeah, I'm down. With, I'm down with El Kukui. 
And uh, doesn't he train with Eddie Bravo? Isn't he like a like a tenth planet guy? I believe so. Yeah, so he's going to be throwing up the, the ten gang sign when he. What is the tenth planet? Oh, oh, well, that's like uh, Planet X, man. Fucking Nibiru. It's nice. you know, it's got nothing to do with martial arts, man. It's just it's just some you know, Nibiru, Planet X, you know, it's that kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah. We got some ladies fighting. We got a Holly Holm versus uh, Holly Matt. Holm, dude. She's like the, that badass like boxer, right? Holly Holm, yeah, kickboxer. Lost yeah. a little shine in her last fight. She um, I like to see her against who's this? Marion Renault. Yep. What's her deal? I never heard of her before. She uh, she fought against Jessica Andrade. Okay. Uh, and upset her, and Andrade went in there as a favorite and was twelve and three. And Renew, Renault, sorry, was five and one, and uh, Renault ended up winning. Oh, I got her profile up here. You want to know something interesting about her? Is uh, she's from? She's not French. She's from uh, Tulare, California. Oh shit! And uh, I spent about three months of my life living in Tulare, California. Three months? Yeah. It's in, it's in the desert, man. There's uh. I worked. I was working there a long time ago, right when I got out of college, and I lived there for like three months. <laughs> it's not much. Crazy. Yet. Yeah. So I don't know anything about Mar- Marion Renault. Man She's of just, everywhere. I'm, f- I'm from all over, man. I'm gonna go with Holly yeah. Holm. You know, I've seen her. F- I watched her. I, that was her debut, I believe, the one that I watched in the UFC. Was it? Was that her debut? It might have been. Let me double check here. Uh, yeah. Apparently, according to this, according to the UFC site, that was her UFC debut. Okay. Against Raquel Pennington, who I believe was cut. Yeah, Pennington. And Pennington did, did a good job. I think someone actually thought Pennington won. No. I, I didn't think so. No way. But uh, either Pennington looked great or Holm didn't look great. I, Pennington didn't look good in that one. And uh, I believe she got cut after losing that fight. Well, what was the... Wasn't it 29-28? I thought... She, just from me watching the fight, I thought Pennington looked terrible in it. I thought Pennington uh, looked better than, than than I thought that she would. And at home, she's a really slow starter, and uh, she got tagged up a bunch. Remember her face at the end was pretty tagged up. Yeah. I think from jabs. Not like that's something that I'm really worried about Rousey throwing a lot of. Really, it's the takedowns that I'm curious of. Rousey doesn't even know how to spell boxing, you know? I don't, I don't, she doesn't know, she doesn't even know what the word boxing means, man, Ronda Rousey. She's like, boxing, sports illustrated. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah. Next fight. Oh, man. You know, there's a... There's a big group of fights here that I'm just like, I, I like I don't. Kevin Lee, I honestly don't know who he is. He's on a three fight win streak, so maybe I will know who he is soon. 
and James Mutasari. Uh, I don't know who he is either. Um, I saw that he beat someone, I think, on this card, but I don't know crap about these guys. Well, it's Scott Jorgensen and Manny Gamburian. Yeah, sure. Let's skip skip around a bit. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to talk about everybody on this. I mean, Manny Gamburian. Hold on a second. What the fuck is this? I'm looking at this thing. One guy's 125, and Manny's bantamweight. No, 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 no. What's so going Scott on? Jorgensen used to fight at bantamweight. Went down to flyweight. Didn't have a good run there. Going back up to bantamweight. All right. But yeah. Scott Jorgensen has two wins in his last eight fights. Yeah. He's shot, man. He's shot. I'm just looking at it. So this, because I was going to say, there's no way Manny's going to get down to 125, man. Nah, man, he's a fire plug. Yeah, dude started out at, mid, at lightweight, I think, right? Yeah, you're like, right. When he was in yeah. uh, Ultimate Fighter, he was he was uh, he was fighting. He fought Nate Diaz at lightweight. Yeah, and his shoulders separated in the finale. Yeah, but now so now he's a bantamweight, Manny. That's some like Mike Dolceisms, I think, to get down for him to get down to that weight. <laughs> Oh. He probably had a layoff on the tzatziki sauce. Oh. <laughs> Manny Gamburian's career, and also his brother, too, or his cousin. What the hell is that guy? Neither one of those oh, guys man. really, really, I felt, ever reached their potential as fighters. Carl Parisian. Carl Parisian, yeah. Fuck, man. That guy yeah. had a lot of potential. He's in Bellator now. Yeah, somebody's there named Carl Parisian. Well, he he's a guy. He fought Phil Baroni, and um, he's a shell. He's a shell. Well, both of those guys are shells. Let's face it. Phil Baroni should not be fighting anymore. No. But um, it's crazy. Yeah, Carl Parisian apparently had a lot. His his um issues were like mental, like emotional stuff. You know, because the guy was I think a he had like a some type of painkiller issue at one point, and. Uh, Something else happened that Joe used to talk about in his hyperbole rants. I forgot what it was, uh, but Carl Parisian was supposed to get a title shot against uh, Matt Hughes. He'd been tearing it up in the UFC. And I want to say that he got injured, and then that was when he got addicted to painkillers. And uh, he got injured, and uh, that's when Joe Riggs fought Matt Hughes. It was a long time ago, but uh, God damn, man, Carl Parisian was awesome back in the day, and I really wish that they had done Diego Sanchez versus Carl Parisian rematch. The UFC just doesn't like rematches. It pisses me off. But uh, Manny, he's a, he's a solid journeyman at this point, and uh, Scott Jorgensen, I just don't see him beating Manny Gamburian. No. I don't think it's going to be a great fight. I think that Scott's going to go out there and try to get it. Because, um, God, man, his job is on the line. Yeah. This is it. But I think, has Manny won? What's his record like in the last few fights? What's that? What's Manny's record in the last couple of fights? Manny's record 17 and 9. No, but I mean, like, lately. Like, in his recent... I think he's been flip-flopping a lot. I think he's yeah. been having a win, having a loss, having a win, having two losses. Yeah, it's um, it's like kind of all over the map. It he, is. He beat Cole Miller. Right. 
Yeah, all right. He, he lost to Nick Lentz. Yeah, so, you know, no contest with Dennis Seaver. He's definitely more in the middle of the division. Yeah. Uh, in, like, you know, probably the low end of 15, maybe, like, 17s. Yeah. You know, maybe 15. I don't know if he could get back there. Jorgensen is not. No. Uh, it's sad to see Scott Jorgensen there. He's a very likable guy. He's athletic. He's been fun. Uh, I just think that, you know, man, he's 15 and 10. Six of those losses were in his last eight fights. Uh, that's just not that's not good. And plus the starts losing at bantamweight. I'm going to go down to flyweight. Nah. Ah, I lost there too. I'm going to come back up to uh, bantamweight. It's not going to get any easier, Scott. You know, it's it's unfortunate, but this is probably his last hurrah in the UFC. I mean, he was a, a great fighter, and I just think that he's been fighting for a long time, man, 25 fights. Yeah, I, and you know, there, there, there's a there's a cap to this stuff, man. You know, you can only go through this stuff so many times before it really starts taking a toll on you. I like this Alan Juban uh, Matt Dwyer fight, though. Hell yeah, man! Joban is uh, he's fun. He's fun, man. His KO of Bazinski was crazy. I didn't see that coming. Uh, then he got in a war with somebody else. Uh, people thought that he was going to go a little further than he has. Stalled out a little bit. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. Matt Dwyer, speaking of watching uh, the Ultimate Fighter comeback, beat Shoney Carter. <laughs> one of his wins. Mr. International. <laughs> That's a good one, man. I look forward to this fight. I think it's going to be a good, a, a really good fight, really good action fight. Yeah, it should be a good one. So is the next one. Uh, Sam Cecilia coming fresh off a KO of Akira Corasani. That was brutal. That was a brutal KO. Fighting against uh, Yautzen Meza, who's uh, more of a submission guy. I think that Meza's going to get knocked out. <laughs> I don't know where Meza's from. Yeah, that's a sort of cool name. And then we got uh, Jessica Andrade and Sarah yep. Moraz. Sarah Moraz was on the Ultimate Fighter, right? I feel like this is like some chum in the water for a shark. Andrade, um, you know, she didn't respect Renew and... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember her. And lost. And now look at her. You know, she's she should have been the almost co-main. And now she's wherever she is. Maybe headlining the prelims. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, 4-2, and two, Sarah Maras. Um, I just, I, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty brutal showing by Andrade, just destroying. I remember Maraz from that, the Ultimate Fighter. She had those, like, crazy... Yeah, and I didn't watch that season. She had these, like, crazy, uh, like, eyes. She looked like a... Uh, uh Ronnie Yaya. I never even heard of this guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. He used to fight in the WEC. He's okay. fought a lot in the UFC. Um, High-level black belt grappler. Like Abu Dhabi champion. Like, really, really good. Um, just hasn't been able to put the striking together too greatly. Um, he's only had two losses in his last seven fights. He, you know, he's almost like a gay guard Musasi. Okay. Like, lackadaisical 
the dude just sort of seems like he doesn't sort of care, except unlike Gegard, who will excel and beat someone. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Yaya just sort of frumps through fights sometimes, and it's like, come on, man. I mean, you could just sub the shit out of this guy if he just started just going at it. He's had some great fights in the UFC, though. I'd look look back at his record. He's going against a legend in Matsunori Kanahara, um, who's, who just beat Alex Caceres. Yep, um, remember that one. 24-11-5 against 20-8. I mean, these guys are veterans, man. Yeah. That's going to be a good fight. I, I, they're both uh, guys I can't trust. I, I, I'm not going to even bother trying to figure out who the hell is going to win, and it doesn't really matter as long as it's, is, is, it's exciting. I don't think that either guy's stock goes up or down if one loses and one doesn't. Um, Igor Arajo is the next fight. Yep. He's and a Sean. submission guy. 17 wins by subs out of 25 fights. Damn. Uh, he's going against Sean Strickland, who was undefeated. Yes. He, he looks like the singer of Creed. He <laughs> was undefeated and uh, at middleweight, and then he goes down to welterweight and loses. Yeah, because he has one loss. And he's sticking around at welterweight. So, I mean, that loss could have been, I don't know, it could have been, you know, he didn't do it right. The cut sucked. He might have been tired. He didn't look good. Um... It's a interesting choice, I think, that he's sticking at welterweight, but, you know, they're going to give it another shot. Uh, it's just weird that a dude would be like, all right, you know, 15 fights, middleweight. You know, he had a win in the UFC. He might have even had two. He had two. He and, had um, Bubba and he, is, McDaniel and Luke Barnett, two guys. Oh, these yes, are like, these are like UFC right. uh, Ultimate Fighter guys. Ponzinibbio, I think, beat him. Um who just lost against uh, Lorenz Larkin. Um, Kevin Casey, you know, he, he popped for a little mixture of steroids and whatnot, and uh, his last one was overturned. Black belt jiu-jitsu guy. I don't think he's that exciting. I'm surprised he's in the UFC against uh, Ildemar Alcantara, who... Uh, I think he used to fight as high as light heavyweight. Wow. And he's sort of, he he's a you know long guy, lots of uh, well-rounded ability, except for the wrestling department. And uh, it's gonna be, it should be a good fight. Um, actually, Al, Alcantara beat Tumanov. So I don't know if, but Kevin Casey's a middleweight, so I don't know what weight this is at. Uh, it could be that Kevin Casey, since he can't take his little magical cocktail anymore, <laughs> uh, is able to get to 170 pounds. So that should be interesting. Um, and then the last fight uh, is Andrew Craig, who actually uh, our buddy Champ Morgan has trained with in Texas. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He's yeah, the kind of guy that would know uh, Champ. Yeah, right. He's he like some guy that'd like hang out. He looks like know. a cool dude, rocker yeah, dude. Totally. Um, he had some good good wins in the middleweight division. He beat the ghost of Chris Lieben. <laughs> um, but then he lost against some guys. He lost against uh, Ronnie Marks and someone else. And he's fighting against the former welterweight champion from Bellator, Lyman Good. 
who's on a four fight win streak. So, uh, that's a really tough fight for Andrew Craig. I, it's his first fight at welterweight and he's fighting against, uh, you know, just a, a real game opponent. And it's the opening fight on the card, man. It's like, it's a tough God, spot. Damn. <laughs> It's crazy, but that, that's a good card. When you look at the whole thing, it's there's like some weird fights in there, um, but from like an old school perspective, or just someone who's been you know like us who have been watching the UFC for a while, like in the last five years even, there are a lot of guys that have had some relevance and ups and downs, and it's crazy to see that they're already at the opening of the card. You know, like that much later, they've been pushed down already on an Ultimate Fight Night. Yeah, like I was saying, though, man, it's like it's a hard sport to stay, you know, to stay in, man, you know? Very. Yeah, it's very, just, man. It's just, I mean, it's hard to stay relevant. Andrew yeah. Craig's only 9-3. and three. Yeah. You know, I think he came into the UFC as, uh, I don't know, man, 7-1, and one, maybe? And uh, here he is now, opening up the card, you know, it's, that's tough. So where are you going uh, next week, man? Where are you going next week? Oh, I'm going to California. Cool. Yeah, um, Christy's sister had a baby, so I'm going to go out there and uh, meet my new niece. Right on, man. Yeah, man, I'm stoked. It's going to be cool. I'm going to watch, I leave actually Thursday, and uh, I'll be watching the UFC with my uh, brother-in-law. It'll be awesome. Cool. Yeah, man, I'm stoked. All right, man. So that's our uh, our breakdown of actually one, two, almost pretty much two cards. Yeah, man, pretty much. Yeah. I zoomed through the end of that one because there's just so much, man. It's like, you know, it's it's a deep card, but it's just not the other card for sure. The other card has so much more relevance to it. Yeah. Well, there's like titles and stuff on the line and interim titles and all this other stuff. You know, yeah. All those false titles. You know, Reebok. Titles. Reebok titles. You know. The, the, the Reebok belt, it's actually just a regular belt for your pants. <laughs> Man, you have the Reebok belt. Here, you win. Yeah, right. All right, man. So, uh, right on. Thanks uh, once again, man. It's good seeing you. Two things. What's that? Good luck on your fight on Saturday, man. Thank you. Kick some ass. Awesome, man. You'll be in my thoughts, and I, cool. I can't wait to hear how it goes, and I hope I see some video. Yeah, man. And the second thing, you got a new tattoo. Oh, yeah. I got this uh, bla- the uh, New York black metal tattoo. Yeah, I got that nice. ap- after the tour we did with Black Anvil. Wait, oh, did you see that in a video or something like that? No, I saw it in your arm, man. What, just now? Yeah, you were, like, flexing or something. I was flexing. Long, <laughs> can't hear it, but he was just like... You know, can't see it, but he was putting his, his bicep up. And oh, and you it. saw it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. I thought you like saw good. something online somewhere. Cool. No. Yeah, Delaney. You know, they, those guys are like, "Yo, you should get the uh, NYBM tattoo." After we did the tour in Europe together. It's awesome, man. So I'm like, yeah, you know, fuck it. Why not? Fuck yeah. Part of the part of the little crew there, you know. All right, dude. I'm gonna go get some rest. And, All right, uh, dude. Get some rest. And I'll, uh, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you soon. Definitely.
All right, man. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks a lot.
So, uh, before we get started, man, what's this uh, trench warfare thing? What is that? What? Uh, Homeboy's band? Who is, whose band is that? It's, uh... The Rich? No, man, right? He looks like Rich, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, totally. No, it's, uh... Shit, man, we met him with Morgan at Serrano's, like, a long time ago. He's from, he's from Texas? Yeah, he's from Texas. Uh, Jay. Jay Garania. Okay. He's a Facebook friend now. One huh. sec. <laughs> 